an intro keep listening to this one but this is the intro for jason yen's episode which is up right now oh yeah so if you're watching this we went down the provincial a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. uh we did a ufc over there which turned out more to be just us talking shit having a good time which yeah. is how they usually go. great great saturday that was great saturday yeah. uh and we talked to him about what it's like to have a bar and a nightclub in COVID time he was great really good interview uh, great guy, great bar, great staff. Yeah. We missed a couple of people who wanted to talk to us, but maybe nerves got in the way. Yeah. You know who you are. We're not going to put you on the spot. Mm -hmm. But um, overall, we had a really nice sit down with him. So that's going to be the audio portion because the video was a little bit grainy. Um, it was yeah. kind of dark by then. Yeah, the um, that, actually that that podcast was like was one of my favorites. It, if, not, well, if not my wasn't my if it if not my favorite. The one you've just listened to. Yeah, that's the one you're talking about. Yeah, the one on YouTube. Yeah, the one. And on the one you're listening to now is also that one. Yeah, that was just fun. Like. This one is just yeah. Fun. Regardless of content, it yeah. was just the date. The night was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. So you're listening to that one right now. Mm -hmm. We've probably left this in this episode, but you're also this is also the intro. So keep listening. Yes. And listen to Jason talk about what it's like to own a bar during COVID time and how they started. It's, yeah. a, it's a really cool story. I mean, you never know how guys are going to start. And uh, his was really fun about like the nerves that it must take to, to open a place up and how to maintain your not easy clientele. It's yep. not easy. No, nope. a lot of places that they open and they close. So. Okay, moving on. They are weird and they're twisty. They're, they're a piece of shit monitor headphones. Oh, they'll figure them out. Eventually they'll. Oh, oh, you're going DJ style. I'm spinning right now. Yeah, <laughs> Not bad. So if uh, if Raj can hear me all right, I can hear you, and we can hear you yeah. all right. It's good. Yeah, you're good to go. So far so good. Yeah, right, so perfect. far so good. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks for sitting in, man. Thank you for having really, me. Really, uh, well, thank you for having us. Okay, so why don't you give give an introduction? Jason Yen from the provincial. Uh, has been gracious enough to let us come and sit here or tape here a couple times now. A couple times, once yes. Once outside and mm -hmm. once in here. The outside one was great. I really enjoyed that. It had, had a really cool vibe to it. The it scenery, um, the, like the lights, the backlight. It was it was awesome. The building looked incredible. Thank you. So um, how about some background first? Yeah. So we first met in a different bar, a mm -hmm. uh, bar that shall not be named. And then, uh, well, <laughs> why? Why? There's no point. It's a local, local spot. It's a local watering hole. We support local. We support them. They do well. I mean, you should support local, which is why we try to like get people here as much as possible. Yeah. This is weird. Like, I have one of my head headphones on properly. The other one's like not on properly. Oh, hold on. Is that right? Hold yeah, on. Come here, yeah, face me up let's, here. Uh, let's, let's turn you in. Just uh, there. Oh, my gosh. There you go. I, I really thought you were going for the DJ look. I, I was trying to. <laughs> I was, was going for it. Yeah. So, um, a little background we wanted to get from you on how this place came together. Mm -hmm. We always wonder, like, how did Provincial yeah. come together? Um, wow. Uh, gosh. Not to put you on the spot. Not at all. Not at all. Right? Yeah, there's a camera on and you. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, man. Um, so, how it came about. Um, we, so Scott Martin, my business partner and friend, we worked together for the longest time. Like, 20 plus years together, we've had... Um, we met together at a at a chain restaurant in the West End. Mm -hmm. I can say Earls. It's okay. Yeah, like we've, sure. we've all come from Earls. Everybody in the hospitality industry had, at, at one point, had an Earls. We've or all a, worked there. We've all worked there. I worked there. Yeah. You, you as well? He went there. You, <laughs> you he frequent, went there a lot. You frequent yeah, Earls, so you I'll know. I'll be in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Almost thrown out of there. <laughs> 
So we, so yeah, we worked together for the longest time, and we've known each other forever. And uh, we were in in the bar industry for such a long time that we thought the next obvious step was to own a restaurant, was mm-hmm. to try it ourselves and see if we can maybe do something and just roll the dice and see what happens. So we so we found a spot. Um, uh, people that would are willing to sell to just two bar guys give us a shot at this ownership thing and see if we can do it. Mm. We came here. We found the overtime, which was which was what this place was before. I remember that. Yes, overtime was oh, a yeah. great spot. But at the time, was the overtime brand in this location was going through a weird transition. It was it was going from that that kind of that Irish sports bar feel mm-hmm. to something totally different. Um, same decor, the Irish vibe, but they had surfboards and. Uh, skateboards. It was just a weird, yeah, weird because the, thing going the initial on. building this was before was uh, was King's Head, King's Head, which yeah. is a very Irishy kind of like mm-hmm. European style English style pub. Mm-hmm. More so than you know, Overtime's theme was mostly like you know an older crowd, like thirty plus. Yeah, totally. Uh, and the, the, the surfboard vibe was different. It was different. That was very different. It was different. We walked in here. It had it had the Irish pub bones to it, mm-hmm. but very surfboard and like skateboard. So we came in here. We we found the location. We tried it out for a bit, and then what happened was we. Um, we worked here for a few months, and then we went to the bank. We're like, "Hey, let's are we gonna do this thing? Are we yeah. gonna are we gonna like like buy this bar?" So we're, we sat there with like this this check, and Scott looked at me. He's like, "If you want to bail, we'll bail." I was like, "Well, what else are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Try and see what happens." Do it. Put the money in, came over, and we thought of this concept provincial. We're like, "Well, we wanted something like had a local feel, local vibe to it." At the time, we weren't really giving the marketing the name much thought. We thought we'd just throw a name on something and we'd just be busy. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. We threw a name on it, and, and what we were doing inside wasn't really quite on brand what Provincial was. We, were, um, we weren't really, like, we understood the local game, but we didn't understand how, how difficult it was to get local products and ingredients and local beers and mm. be really about the name and the branding that kind of was that really like something that was on the forefront of your mind to begin with was that like really go local with local brands it was yeah. it was but at the time it wasn't how do i say it it was it was more difficult because of of the pricing and kind of what we knew like we thought mm. we could just throw a brand on it and have it be local but there's nothing really provincial about our pub yeah it wasn't there wasn't local beer there wasn't enough local beers um, the food we try to do as locally sourced as possible, but at that point when we started we're getting into it, we didn't really know a lot of suppliers. We weren't really in the food game mm-hmm. as much as we were in the liquor and wine and beer game. Yeah, being bartenders, that's kind of what our focus was 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 the was the libations as opposed to the food. So learning that was was definitely something that we had to. It was a steep learning curve. That's pretty hard, right? Yeah. yeah, to go from like bartender to like gastropop. Gastropop, exactly. Yeah. So like the food thing was something that we had to learn. A ton from, so from there we we had to like evolve a bit. We naturally evolved. We tried to put a lot of the downtown vibe into the south side. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had DJs, live music, and we're like, this isn't working. Like, this isn't what this place is. This yeah. is a neighborhood pub, a neighborhood local watering hole. Yeah, where we have good regulars that come in and support us, and good staff that 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 want to be here. We create a family environment. So to answer your question fully, how it came about. Really, to how it is today, it kind of organically became what it is. Yeah, we came into it. We were so like knee deep in it that we didn't we didn't know what we were doing. We were just reacting as to being um, being proactive, as anticipating. We were just reacting to things and just making 
just trying to make it work. I would imagine, like, when you open, like, a, another bar where there was already a few established places like mm -hmm. this, there must have been some sort of clientele in the area that would walk in and be like, well, this isn't what I'm used to. You know, yeah. this isn't exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. And then that almost would dictate the way you're going to build up. Like, well, you, you have your own idea what you want. Yeah, but, but, you, have, then, but you want to cater to the locals. Yeah, in like, some I mean, in some form or fashion. The locals right? at yeah. some point would almost kind of organically become what you become. Or they you would become what they expect you to become. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little bit of both, actually. It's kind of that kind of, like relationship that oh keep on keep on oh sorry yeah it was kind of a, a weird thing where we um how do i say it we there's like kind of a feeling out period mm -hmm. between us and the customers we came in and tried to force feed them this downtown vibe yeah which i don't think the south side was really ready for yet mm -hmm. um are, are not what we were introducing they weren't really ready for not in terms of like they weren't appreciative or they weren't um, open to it but we just they're so used to what this place was yeah and we didn't give them any transition period yeah we're like here check this out right away. Like, yeah, right was, away yeah it was like it was in your face right away and, and they're like yeah. well this isn't what we're it's too much for us yeah it's too much for us this isn't the oil so, city it, exactly yeah. so yeah. we had to like slowly kind of introduce hey this is what we're about this is who we are this is what we needed to kind of become um, being downtown people our network was downtown. Yeah, we that was kind of who we were. Um, walk into places, not to say that I'm a somebody special or anything like that. You walk into places, you just know people in the industry because you worked that area for so long. Mm -hmm. Being in the South Side, we came in here and no one knew who we were, nor did they care at the time who we were. Yeah, they just wanted their beers cold, they wanted their food hot, and it didn't matter about anything else. And then that was something that we had to like learn. Okay, like who the regulars are and, and it was hard to at, at the time it was hard to create a whole new network and a whole new kind of community and to inject ourselves into that mm -hmm. that was difficult um, but what it is now it's it's we're all kind of this, this family vibe where we don't have we're great customers that come in we don't treat them as customers we treat them as kind of friends and family for sure we, we do family things we, we have staff functions that we invite our like like our regulars that are our friends and family. It definitely come feels us. that way when you come here. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, a, a lot of like when we were going to come and shoot here, a lot of it felt like we might, we didn't want to step on toes of people who would feel like this is their space. Because at the same time, like when you do open it, like a lot of people who live in the area, the locals come in, this is where they come to hang out. They do get to know you over a, a set amount of time that you guys have been here for. And like that bar, when when a local comes and sits there, that's that's norm, that's the spot. Yeah. Like you don't, want, you don't want to kick some guy off his stool. Because that's his stool, and he lives down the street. Like, I would feel bad about coming in as, a, as an outsider and be like, well, we're going to sit here now, and I know you're here every Saturday night, but now we're here tonight. It's like, no, no, no. I, I really want them to feel comfortable with us being here. But, but it, like, you've built that. Mm -hmm. It makes us feel like you've built a home here for the locals to come and, come and hang out here. But what, what, what's really cool is that what you're saying, it doesn't really happen as frequent as you might think. It's mm -hmm. that kind of entitlement that people think that that's my spot. Yeah. You kind of abolish that a bit. Like when you roll in, like everyone's very welcoming. Yeah. Within their spot, they'll come join you, yeah. and we've we've kind of brought everyone together as kind of one big, as 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 Aaron, um, one of our partners, uh, she said that um, they call it like, like the Prov Squad. Yeah. So people kind of come in together, they're rolling together, and they're all mm -hmm. friends. Like, um, just <laughs> just in the other room, they're playing Golden Tea right now, and they're all from different kind of groups that kind of come in together, and then now they're just one big group. If that makes sense. Um, no, yeah, it, it totally does. Like it yeah. really, it does feel like like you're in like it's a neighborhood pub for sure. Mm -hmm. 
and like the, the people who come here and you guys, you treat them as such. Yeah. Like it really feels like a homey room. But it, it, it took a while for us to get to that point. Like, yeah. I, I didn't really quite understand what we were. Like if you were to ask me this question, like how did Prague come about or what are we? I, yeah. I would have answered it totally differently three like or three four years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Like, sure. I, I didn't really know what we were. Gastropub, sure, locally sourced food, but, but what we actually are, we're a neighborhood pub. Yeah. Um, we're a neighborhood gastropub. We, we, we do sports well, we do food well, mm-hmm. we do events well, and, and everybody that comes in here, it's very unpretentious. Mm-hmm. Um, we want people to be welcome. You yeah. can sit in a suit and have a beer, and you could also walk in in a pair of shorts and tank top and have an old fashioned. Yeah. It's, it's kind of what we're about. That's kind of what we wanted to do. Yeah, I have, like, I mean, in that, I have noticed a few places that have opened up where we've had friends who've opened pubs in certain spots in, like, um, say, like, Riverbend or, you know, like, out in the north side where they didn't have that almost, like, respect for who their clientele was going to be and did try to force them. They did try to force a certain style of bar, like a club, into a neighborhood and it just doesn't work. Next thing you know, a year later, they're, they're shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're right. You have to have a certain, like, I mean, not to get too weird about but a reverence, for who your local clientele is, mm-hmm. you have to respect them a little bit more. Absolutely, than, yeah, for sure. Like, like as as people would say, like your regulars are your bread and butter. They're yeah. the ones that come in yeah. and support you. But like we, but we also care about them. Like yeah. We are not just like, hey, there's there's so and so coming in to yeah. like treat them well because they're gonna spend. No, that's not the case. We want to make sure that we take care of them as 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 people first yeah. and as friends first and family, mm-hmm. and then the rest kind of comes in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've it's. I think we've created something really cool here. I think we've created something that's organic, um, that, that I think every, I hope our customers appreciate. Oh, for sure. Um, and people think I kind of see it like yourselves. You walk in, that's what you sense. You come in and it's, it's welcoming, it's inviting, it's warm. Um, that's what we were going for. Yeah. That's right. No, I, I think you hit it. I mean, it's a great room. We enjoy coming here. I remember the first that. time we heard about it, I think it was uh, Jose. I was like, let's go to let's go to provincial. That big, thick South African accent. Is. <laughs> I'm like, the hell is provincial? Like, what do you mean provincial? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah and he's got a place down on, on like White, on White, 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 somewhere, White Ave, well, I don't know, somewhere. Oh, really? Let's go check it out. So we came down here, and like the name is so, like, you don't, you don't know what to expect. Name like provincial. But then you come in, and you see you guys here, and the staff is happy, and everybody treats you well, and mm-hmm. the room was doing really well. So clearly you guys hit something. Like, it felt yeah. really tight. Yeah. So it was, yeah, uh, it was a nice you. vibe. And the staff is phenomenal. Like, not to, like, blow smoke up anyone's ass. I don't think we really do that. But <laughs> so far, everybody we've met or interacted with staff-wise, the wait, the wait staff, mm-hmm. the bartenders, everybody's Everyone's been, so like, solid. they're so happy yeah. to be here. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, it's tough to do because we've all worked in places where, I mean, we're bar, we're bar people. We've all worked in bars where you thought, I can't, I can't wait to not be here anymore. What's, what's really cool is that, that we are, yes, we are all co-workers. Yes, we all work together. Um, I'm sure there's, there's stressful moments where we getting on each other's nerves but what I, what I will say is that we are I believe genuine friends outside of work That's good. And when we're outside of work we don't just talk about work yeah. we, talk, we actually don't talk about work at all we talk yeah. about everyday lives like what's going on in your family and what's, what's, what's like how school going it's all about other things other than work that's great um, and that's something that I really enjoy about that because you can just leave work at the door although yes it is on my mind a lot work but I can just check it. I can just check it. We can sit down. We can have a real conversation. For sure. We can talk about just everyday stuff. Yeah. And that's something, that's something that I really enjoy where we where we can just go and have fun and go for lunch and just really enjoy each other's company as opposed to 
like bitching and complaining about so and so from work. Yeah, for sure. And that's a common theme. That is a common theme in every work. In every work. That is true. That is true. I can imagine too, like the stress of COVID probably really weighed heavy on all the staff for a little while there as well. I mean, it was so like up and down. Like one week you're open, then two weeks you're shut Mm. down, then three months you're open, then another month you're shut down. It must have been a very tricky road to navigate, especially like being a new place when somebody suddenly tells you, you know, that you're going to lose a, almost a year's worth of business. Yeah. Or the way it's going to work. That's going to be a wild ride to be on. It was, it was definitely strange. Um, when, when COVID like, first... Right into the mic. Sorry, right in the mic? Is it better now? Yeah. Okay. All good. Was, that's, that's, be, that's right there. It's good. I'm like... You have to dictate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'm doing karaoke, so I used to hold the mic down here. No, man. Thought, way up. Way yeah, up let's here. get you right in there. Yeah. All right. If you can hear yourself well, then that's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when COVID happened, like we had Aaron, um, she was, she was very concerned about COVID. She was, she, she like, she was at the, at the time she was like, I think a bit paranoid about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas we were just kind of living our daily lives. Yeah. Um, until I was in Mexico for probably less than 36 hours when the restrictions started. Oh, wow. It was, I think, I think it was, uh, March 12th or March 13th, 2020. 2020, yeah. 2020. 2020. So it was March 12th when we were in Mexico. Restrictions came down. Is when the world kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. March 13th, that Friday was when they started like saying, anybody coming back, there's going to be quarantine, all these things. Oh, wow. So we're like sitting in Mexico going like, what the F do we do right now? Like, do we, <laughs> do we like leave? Do we stay? But, like we have to go back. Oh, we don't wow. know what to expect. Hop on a flight, came back, and it was like quarantine two weeks. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like a joke. I'm not quarantine for two weeks. Like, this is ridiculous. So, quarantine for two weeks, and then we had kind of like, we're open, not really open, doing takeout. We were in like a limbo. Nothing was really happening. We didn't know how to proceed. So, when we shut down, we were told to shut down, or when we actually chose to shut down, and then everyone's kind of followed suit. When we were, that restriction, of the first shutdown was imposed. It was, it was crazy because we thought we're going to lose the business. Oh, wow. We had no idea. Like, oh, we, we were on the verge of like, hey, we, if, if this happens, if, if these, these shutdowns with no subsidies and no government aid, we would probably lose this business. So it wasn't until, like, we, like, opened, we put our heads together, we, the government subsidies came out and things like that. We, we started to kind of get our footing back. Um, once reopening happened and the second shutdown came along mm-hmm. at that point it was kind of okay we, we know what to expect now and then yeah. we were kind of like following this routine where we jumped into delivery and um, takeout and things like that you did kind of see well. it coming too though because I think we, we were here for the, the first opening mm-hmm. I remember you were saying like we're shutting down again yeah, for we sure are, we're for shutting sure. down again and for it was sure. like a week later we were shut down mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so it's it's one of those things where, where at that point you had to anticipate it you had to just be ready for it um, I can't, can't really explain it. It's one of those things where, where your, your brain just shifts. It's like you expect it. You're, you're more worried about the business than you are about yourself. Yeah. And then you have to just just kind of like react and go. And the staff was super supportive. Um, I think we retained the majority of our staff that, that, that's, that, that we had before the second shutdown. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of them kind of went on to other careers because by the third shutdown, it was difficult to kind of retain staff. Yeah. Um, like, and I don't blame them. Yeah. The third shutdown, like they have bills to pay, they have mortgages to pay. Yeah. They have yeah to just, it's survival mode. It's yeah. survival mode for them, yeah. and, and we don't blame them. But some of them did it, did it did stay with us. We hired more staff on, and with that said, like all the stuff we did have on, that that have stayed and helped us through everything, we are so grateful for. Oh, for sure, uh, right? Yeah. 
but um, but yeah, COVID was a crazy time for us. Yeah, COVID took its COVID took a, COVID took its toll on everybody. Yeah, in some form or fashion, it did everybody relationships, uh, work, um, jobs. Well, we were just talking about. It. I mean, like uh, people didn't talk too much about it. I mean, I think it kind of got like brushed over a little bit. The, the suicide rates were up and down, whatever yep. it was. But I could only imagine the amount of people who thought about doing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, because there were businesses that were being lost. People like small businesses weren't making their ends meet. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were just families being crushed by it because people were losing their job. They had maybe like a newborn, little kids or whatnot. So I'm sure there was a lot of people who had COVID weigh on them heavier than we actually heard about. Mm-hmm. I mean, anecdotally, it was out there, and like colloquially, it was out there. But yeah. I think the realistic hit of COVID, we're not going to see for like another year yet. No, no. I mean, it's going to yeah. be a long time before we see the real. Yeah, and sometimes you don't know about what people are dealing with because absolutely, yeah, the people don't want to bring that up because they're well, either men don't talk, men don't talk, right? yeah, we don't talk, and women more than likely they just like truck on, they soldier on when their husbands aren't doing well. They try very hard to make sure that they can run the family. Mm-hmm. So I think like. There are more of there's more cases and instances of that than we actually know about just because like it was like a like a silent like a silent phenomenon mm-hmm. of COVID. Yeah. Was mental health really took a major hit? Mental health took a, I think mental health took as, as much as a hit as the as all the as, as the physical health on their Oh, body. for sure. It did. Like it, for sure. It's the met, the stress like the stress you had like um um, with this well, place, like it's it's crazy. Like think it, about how many people you know who had COVID and the recoveries, right? I know a lot of people who had it recovered well, mm-hmm. and then that person is trying to tell you that it's not a big deal. Like you'll get better, you'll be fine. Yeah. And the government didn't know how to handle that, no. so no. they just they have to almost like uh, overreact. Mm-hmm. And in that overreaction, it damages industry so hard. It does, yeah. yeah. And, but yeah, and people didn't know who to look to because like there's there was so yeah. much, there's, there was there was no leadership on it whatsoever. For sure. And so what you're reading in the news, uh, whether from the new, whether from like news outlets, from like Henshaw or um, Alberta government or from like uh, Trudeau and stuff like that there was no leadership you didn't know what was true yeah. and what was not so mm-hmm. like um, you just like some people just felt like they're on their own yeah. like, you know what I can't let it bother me I'm just gonna truck through it get my vaccinations or if I, if I get COVID don't have to worry about I don't think you're gonna die I'm just like you know what self-isolate you know and just take your vitamins take your stay vitamins healthy. and stay healthy That's so it. did yeah. did COVID impact you personally have you like found or hurt someone that has I guess COVID impacted them negatively or like gravely i know uh well my, i have family in vegas okay. and they got hit by it. we almost lost my uncle wow he uh, he lost four days altogether where he doesn't know what happened to him and he was apparently awake the entire time but he was in like a like a complete fog didn't know what happened wow um my entire most of my family in the states got it uh in in that in that city mm-hmm. except for one aunt and then um three or four cousins from some friends and yeah. family people i've worked with and all of them pretty much pulled out people who you not to be rude, people who I thought weren't going to make it made it. And it was one of those scary <laughs> things where you're like, Jesus, I really hope they, they pulled through. And they pulled through with nothing. And then really? some people I knew who I thought, oh, they're healthy. Horses, straight up stallions were having trouble. So it was a weird one where you didn't know who was going to get really sick. Mm-hmm. So I think mentally that's sad on a lot of people too, right? I mean, yeah. then you just wear your mask and get vaccinated. Yeah. I don't want to pass it on to my mother. If I yeah. get it and I'm going to be fine, maybe she gets it and doesn't do well. Or maybe I know somebody who has health issues they haven't shared with me and they get it. I don't know. Yeah. You? Uh, well, myself, I just um, just for work, I was there. It took me a while to like find something because I just I left my company and then I was like, um, and then no one was hiring because it was so dead. Mm-hmm. And then um, in uh, yeah, just like uh, in the beginning of uh, in the beginning of 2020, uh, 2021, I guess like um, my grandmother, she was in a nursing home and she she developed pneumonia. I'm like, we don't know if it was COVID related or not, but mm-hmm. she she passed away. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. and uh, so yeah, um, so yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it took a toll on everybody. But, oh, yeah, um, for sure. Yep. 
Yeah. Work-wise, we were all right. I mean, um, obviously, I couldn't I couldn't be out there taking photos. Ash got, got shut down pretty hard, so yeah. the creative end of work didn't do great. We have a small business where we clean houses, and that was again we took a three month hit on that. Yeah. So we, you couldn't go into people's houses. Yeah. So that entire end of the of the business was shut down for as long as they had to. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Mine was, but, yeah. Yeah. Mine was weird because like I remember like after my grandmother's funeral, I got a, I got an email from my the company I work at now. They're like, yeah, we want to bring you in now. Yeah. So it was weird. I was like, holy crap, that was a uh, that was a completely change complete change of events. And so, um, with that tragedy, thank God something good happened. So, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by how many people I knew who weren't prepared for not being able to work for three months, like people who didn't save or didn't uh, didn't have any kind of a, like a plan for the future. I was really surprised. And then you realize like a lot of people have to live check to check. Yeah, you don't expect that. Like, yeah, it's, you don't. You right? don't expect that. Like, no one expects this COVID pandemic to roll through. Exactly. And, yeah. Absolutely mess everything up, everybody. But, but yeah, like, it, I don't like you're talking about mental health and physical health. I would say for me personally, I, I had COVID and it was, Oh, you did. Yeah. It absolutely oh, like why? leveled me. It leveled me. It was bananas. Um, I had a tickle in my throat in less than 24 hours. It was like full on fever. Wow. Sick. I could hardly move. Like a couple of nights I'm like, I, I, I couldn't like breathe. fairly good health. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So like, so it was, it was wild. It absolutely like leveled me at the same time. I had it on my best friends, Matt, um, his mom and dad both caught COVID and they both passed Oh wow! within oh. like a week of each other. And it was crazy. Like it was like, I was, it was, it was wild. Cause that, that made me think like, that made me check up mortality rates. Um, yeah. um, how it impacts people in my age group and mm-hmm. my likelihood of survival, like things like that. So it, it messes with your brain a bit. Oh, for sure. And that yeah. was probably the, the biggest part of the mental health portion of it is to like, not think that way, mm-hmm. but also to be like, conscientious and and like respecting that COVID is a real thing yeah. oh it's definitely not a hoax <clears throat> it would it would no. it, it levels you oh yeah it sure. impacts families lives oh, yeah. it yeah. destroys you. you every symptom had to offer I definitely got oh yeah if you don't be asking how long were you out for I I probably felt it for about a little under three weeks that's wow. see that's weird because in two the way when it way when it came out everyone was telling you you were pretty sure that you caught it. Yeah, I, I was pretty sure because I was I was out for three weeks. You had something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah and then um, yeah, for three weeks, uh, chills, cold sweats, fever, yeah. throat, everything. Yeah, the and whole I was, shebang. Yeah, I was literally in bed for three weeks. Yeah, and that was when my grandfather passed away. So I yeah. had, I had family staying at my place. I never saw them. I was just in my bed bedroom the entire time. Mm-hmm. Bedroom, uh, washroom, just go to the shower. Yeah, come back into bed and uh, literally like bedridden for like three weeks. Yeah. I just I didn't understand how people thought that it was a hoax or not real. Like I was more concerned about you don't know who's gonna get it. Mm-hmm. That was that was my fear. It's yeah. like you know it it seemed to be like indiscriminate. People who were in bad shape were fine. People who were in healthy shape were were not fine. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it even scarier. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And like, like, people who are deniers of it, and when they do get it, yeah, they either there's two things. Number one, <laughs> they'll be like they'll be like uh, it's real. Get get vaccinated so they have the they, they have a change of mind, a total change of heart. Yeah. Or they're like they're they're, they're still in denial. Yeah. And next thing you know. Um, the next day, they're like, uh, yeah, they're no longer alive. This isn't COVID. I'm just in awful shape. I'm, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, it'll go away. The, the heat yeah, will destroy, away. right? But next, thing, next thing you know, they're underground. Yeah. <laughs> right? But it seems now like COVID's canceled. Like it, it, that's how it feels now. Like, last 16, 17 months just came Gabby's gone. Here. Gabby's back. <laughs> Keeping the seat warm for Gabby. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems like COVID is canceled now, and, and we're kind of back to normal. Um, I feel pretty good about it, I think. Um... Definitely still 
So I wear my, wear my, my mask as much as I possibly can. In yeah, some situations. for sure, right? Um, but we have a healthy respect for, yeah, for what it can do. Of course. Yeah, definitely. Of course. No, it's um, yeah, it's it's wild. Like we, ha- I was talking to some people who talk about uh, well, the flu, how all the flu is being labeled COVID now. I think that's that's a bit crazy. Like, I mean, if anything, we learn is that the flu is not as contagious with good with proper measures. Proper measures, right? It's not as contagious, and yeah. it just goes to show you how contagious COVID is mm-hmm. with like you know even moderate measures. Like, if you try really hard to uh, face shield and full mask, and look at the numbers of COVID going higher and higher, mm-hmm. and the flu is just way low. But they're like, well, no, what they're doing is they're trying to tell you that COVID is, uh, all the flu is being labeled COVID now, so COVID numbers go up. But then look at, like, the anecdotal facts. Like, how many people did you know, or you or yourself, did you get the flu this year? I didn't get the flu this year. Nobody I knew got the flu this year either, but we knew people who got COVID. So it's like, you know, don't don't be an asshole, man. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit you sooner or later, yeah. and if it does, be prepared for it. You, you, Take care you, of yourself. You should, you should get a bumper sticker that says, when it comes to COVID, don't be an asshole. Exactly. Yeah. When it comes to COVID, don't be, don't be an asshole. That's the front of the shirt. What does that mean? It means whatever the hell you want it to mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's good that you guys are back, though, man. I'm really happy to yeah. see this place yeah, doing well again. Thank and you. There's, there's people. I, when we were here with the last UFC, and it was just bumping. I mean, it was so, it was so loud that we tried to turn our mic on, and it was just like, fuck no. you, man. Really? Like, you're not, you can't. We're not going to work. <laughs> there's no amount of, like, uh, of what's called, like, bandwidth leveling I could have done no. to get him to go, which was great. Like, I'm, I was really happy to see the room so packed. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. I see familiar faces, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, even friends of ours are starting to come out in big numbers as well. So, yeah. that's yeah. good to see. Yeah, when McGregor's leg got broken, this place was, like, this place was so That loud. was pretty gruesome. Yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. Watching his leg break was, that was disgusting mm-hmm. so but, what about fights have you been watching a lot of fights these days um i haven't watching any fights to be honest with you i've been i've been <laughs> yeah. you're gonna laugh at this but i've probably watched more like series television shows than i have ever just putting on an episode before i go to bed really i've been i've been hitting up the new gossip girl don't laugh hey no no, no. i hear it's good it's uh, it's an <laughs> no, hbo no. show now right it's an hbo yeah, show yeah no, no i hear it's not too no bad no, we're, I mean, like most of what we do on this on this show is talk pop culture anyway. Okay. Yeah, so right. what are you into right now? Is that Gossip Girl's the one? That's I'd, the big show? I, I've been watching a ton. Um, uh, a friend of mine, Dakota, got me into this White Lotus on oh, HBO White as Lotus well. Oh, Unreal. Is it Unreal? It's Unreal. I've never even heard of this show. I've only watched one episode of it. It has like, tons of like actors, like um, Connie Britt from really? Friday yeah. Night Lights. Um, who, who else is in it? Um, the, girl, the, girl, the girl from Baywatch. With a really cool last name, um, a girl from Baywatch. The girl from the new Baywatch. Like, oh, the, the new, new Baywatch. Baywatch, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the the movie. Yeah, yeah the movie. She's, oh, the movie. Okay, okay. she's the girl with like, remember uh, that guy? Forget looking at her. You know, I I haven't seen the new Baywatch. Okay, yeah, like she, yeah, she's awesome. That, really? Yeah, why, yeah. That, that's a great, great show. White really? Lotus, huh? It has what's, a really cool. I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 it honestly is about yeah, just, it's about this yeah, like just watch it. Yeah, really. Yeah. It's about some resort in Hawaii and huh. this and these like it kind of follows the lives of these people that are in this resort but like weird things are happening but it's not happening yet it's purgatory yeah <laughs> might be yeah lost. it's yeah, purgatory totally yeah. totally now they lost. rewrite season three to five matthew fox is gonna walk in and all of a sudden it's like exactly. it's over <laughs> i'm the new uh, man in black I'm like, how are you now <laughs> great took me took me six years to tell me something i told you in the first episode the first, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've been I've been trying to catch up on the Disney stuff. I know he hates the Marvel movies, but man, I was uh, I was really happy though they're doing with the series now. The series is I blew that whole line. The series now. It was awesome. The series is now. It, the series now. I don't know. I just I tried to say like uh, in plural. Okay. I made both lines plural. Okay. I'm not gonna edit that out. <laughs> I'm not looking like an asshole. I'm totally okay with that. I'll edit when you make a mistake out. But yeah, okay, no, the, what they're doing with the series 
Yes. Now. 100%. And the, the, the series will tie into the movies from now on, right? Everything yeah, is, I is think one, everything is one. That's what they that's say. That's legit now, yeah. Like, one, it's all one big universe now. Yeah. I follow all these TikToks and it's all these guys that take these Marvel deep dives and they like go through everything and they follow parallels with all these kind of like hidden Easter eggs or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or all these like really cool clues and I'm like, man, this is so insane that people can do that. But it's cool to watch. It's cool to kind of follow along. Uh-huh. Um, I love that movies are coming back out again. That, that new Shang-Chi Shang-Chi, oh, yeah. It's really good. Dope. Who would have thought that Kim's Convenience Duh. Kid was like a martial arts yeah, motherfucker? Yeah, right? He's really good at what he does. Man, that looks so unreal. I'm only, that I'm, looks yeah, good. I'm only, for Marvel, I'm only waiting for two characters. What's that? You know who they are. Oh, yeah. He, well, he's a huge Silver Surfer fan. And then with Silver Surfer, you've got Galactus. Yeah. Are they coming back? Are, are they it ba- looks are they, like it. The Fantastic Four, right? But I think is they're going to bring doing, it back. Oh, okay. yeah. In that, well, they have Namor now. I think yeah. he's in Shang Chi or so, or Eternals or something. So now you're probably gonna get Namor's Namor in the new Black Panther, I believe. Black Panther, that's right. Black so Panther. with that, I think it's only a matter of time before you get like some older, Guys older Marvel back. stuff popping up. Yeah. Which yeah. I'd be happy to see. I'm okay with that. Yeah. No, it's incredible. You guys, big like you were a comic book fan moderately. Were you a big comic book guy? Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. I was, it was funny actually. I was driving through kind of that. Um, the downtown area, kind of, kind of like, like towards like that 97th Street area. Oh yeah. There was this little like convenience store when I was young, and my mom, sorry, my dad, would would, would take myself and my grandfather to to go pick up my mom from work, um, and we would drive by this little convenience store. And I think at the time, it was the only store that they had. That, I guess not the only store, but the store that, that my grandfather knew of that he would buy um, Chinese newspapers from. Mm-hmm. They oh, had no this really old school comic stand, like the ones that were kind of like the rack, spin around the, the rack. racks. Incredible. So I go through, I just find the ones and like Spider Man's. I'm sure they were probably valuable, probably valuable now. But at the time I was a kid, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. So you sure. read the crap out of them, like you fold, you, you dog years, you fold the crap out of them on the toilet. Yeah. On the toilet. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You throw it all, but man, I every Spider Man. I remember like like the Iron Man's, and like, I didn't understand it. When I was a kid, and like, who's Iron Man? Like, why is it a big bottle of like why is he drunk? Why is he drunk? Like this yeah. is weird. Like he's a superhero. He should be kicking ass and doing all these things. But but watching it all, like it was, and, and seeing it kind of come to life now, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. It feels really good. It feels really good to yeah. see it. Like to see that comic now put on the big screen. Yeah. So, so I can kind of like relive a bit about my childhood, but also see kind of what it was intended to be. Like the yeah. true vision of. Of the comic itself and sure. like the imagery and stuff. It makes me happy it didn't happen like 25 or 30 years ago. No. When we were when I we agree. were kids and you wanted it really bad. Yeah. Because it would have sucked. It would have for sure. No, it been like the first Captain America, the rubber years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They did suck. <laughs> yeah, they did suck. <laughs> like the, I mean, you had Fantastic Four was awful. Spider Man, the live action show was terrible. Hey, it was a great show. Spider Man live action show with uh, what's his name, Nicholas, that Nicholas, whatever his name is, yeah. Hammond. That was a phenomenal show. Have you seen the Japanese live-action show? Incredible. Really? Oh, God. Japanese so Spider-Man <laughs> is incredible. It is Japanese so... Japanese Spider-Man. Yeah, it's, it's really it's, good. It's, it's, go on YouTube and watch it. It's so funny. There, there yeah. was some good stuff, but had they done a, a movie, it would have been awful. Like, you couldn't imagine Galactus on screen in 1990. It would have no. been, been terrible. It would have been very cartoonish. It, it would have been what Transformers the movie was when I first watched that, like, growing yes. up. It would have been just straight cartoon. Yeah. Mm. Live action, it, w- it wouldn't have done it justice. Well, I mean, did you, do you remember the old Hulk when Hulk was making the, the movie movie of the week type of thing? The Lou Frigno Hulk came back and had a movie of the week for a little while. And they had Daredevil and they had Thor. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they and Thor. Daredevil was fine, but Thor looked awful. Oh, really? That, that he was, was uh, terrible. Like when you see the guy who played Thor, he was the dude who always played the giant white guy neighbor. Mm-hmm. Like the burly chested, <laughs> yeah. I'm a flannel wearing yeah. dude. 
dude who has like a saw and an axe. Like, he's that guy. Yeah, remember Thor? Like Thor. Yeah, Thor's helmet in, in that show. Like he got thrown to a side. You could see it bending. Oh, it was made out sure. of foam. <laughs> it's terrible. They were terrible. Yeah. But then again, like Lou Ferrigno, I mean, that guy's a boss. He he's was a incredible. legend. Yeah. yeah, for sure. He is a legend. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I remember like the first Flash. Like remember like DC stuff. Like there was that Flash TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Wesley Ship. Yeah, that, that, was that, that was pretty dope. That was really that good. That was pretty dope. You know, he came back and played that Flash again. Oh, really? Yeah, on the CW, they've got that whole series of DC shows they do. Oh, really? I they did a, uh, a Crisis on Infinite Earths and all of that. He plays the John Garrick, uh, Jay Garrick version of the Flash with a metal helmet. And okay. then he came back and he played his original John Wesley Ship 1990s Flash and then uh, got killed off uh, in, oh, in proper fashion crazy. on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys... I, I don't know. I'm nerding out. There's Christ sending from the Earth. <laughs> no, flash to save the universe by taking part of the anti-monitor's gun. And don't look at me like that. <laughs> I, I, I just remember like... Hey, man. I like the anti-monitor, eh? The anti-monitor was great. Yeah. I, I, we did a... a we, we were thinking about like uh, uh, a friend of mine. He's, he's a nerd too. And he said, uh, who would win between the anti-monitor versus Galactus? And mm-hmm. I said, I said the anti-monitor would win. Essentially the same character. The anti-monitor yeah. is the Galactus of, uh, of DC Comics. Oh, okay. Yeah. In, in, in it's like... Up, yeah. You know, like a parallel kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Not really. I know my comics, but you guys know it at a different level than I do. For me, it was industry for a long time. I was going to be a, an illustrator. Well, I mean, I am an illustrator, but I was mm-hmm. going to go into comic books. Oh, wow. I almost did. I went down to Florida and got into a company for a little bit, and then they folded. They folded almost immediately. On the, on the drive back, I went to Florida. I got hired. I went <clears> there to be part of the development program, and on the drive back to Edmonton to get my shit and go back, I got a phone call at home saying, hey, you actually shut it down. <laughs> so here, you're done. So that was, uh, that was the close I got to it. That's good timing, I guess, for you. That would have been terrible if you were packed halfway oh, there. Jeez. Get the phone call. Back in, uh, in like, Illinois. <laughs> get a phone call. My cheap, like, Verizon cell phone. Little classic <laughs> dealing with my mom. Flip phone. Yeah. Flip? Mom, can you pick me up? Where are you? Illinois. <laughs> Illinois. Jeez. That would have been brutal. But that's, I mean, I was a big comic nerd going up. And uh, yeah. for me, that was going to be, really was going to be, like, the way I was going to get into yeah. Into entertainment, I was gonna yeah. be an illustrator. I think that that's kind of ruined it for me, like the uh, like for Marvel movies when uh, like I thought my experience ruined it for you. Oh, I totally like that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it really ruined it for me when you didn't get hired by that company in the states. Yeah, I think I think my whole thing was like with uh, Infinity Wars because that was my I read that when I was a kid. Yeah, and I was like, this is for me. This is the ultimate event. So this is yeah. like, this has everybody in it, and then. I had to. I, what I should have done was temper my expectations because they didn't have the rights to all the characters. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, I just went in there like, I'm like, okay, Silver Surfer's not in there. There's like, uh, Wolverine's not in there. The, the X Men are not in there. Yeah. The Fantastic Four's not in there, and they're so central to that story. Okay. And uh, so when I saw it on big screen, I was like, this could have been so much better. But I understand yeah. they were constrained, so they had to, I had to temper back my spirit, my expectations for it. Yeah. A lot of those, a lot of these like new characters, not I guess not new, but the ones that are in like the movies, like the MCU now. I didn't really read those comics. Like at that point, I was, I was, I don't want to say I was too old for it, but I, but I wasn't really into it as much when I was a kid. But what I, how I did learn about those characters were from the playing cards. The remember Marvel those cards. Yeah. Those Marvel those cards. Real. I remember like seeing like like. Yeah, the stats on them and everything. Yep. Totally. Yeah. I remember seeing. Um, I remember comparing. A friend of mine had the Hulk, and they had um, Thanos. I didn't know who Thanos was. But I remember, like, oh, the Hulk is like the biggest, baddest, the strongest there is, mo- like mother around. Like he's he's the guy. Yeah. And then I was reading the back of the stats, and I remember seeing the Hulk going strength and whatever it was, agility and all these things. And then reading the back of this Thanos guy with this gauntlet thing, and his stats were like, like they're all maxed out. I'm like, what the <laughs> frick? Like, <laughs> who's this guy? Right? Who's this guy? Like, oh, what is phenomenal. this mini yeah. gauntlet? Like, who's this dude? Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I, with those because uh, my friend Dennis, uh, Dennis had all those cards. 
And so we were thinking, that's when I found out that Sabretooth is actually from Edmonton. Yes. Yeah. I remember that too, actually. <laughs> Sabretooth is from yeah, Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the first X-Men movie that came out, I remember that theater was packed. When they when they showed when they showed kind of like that scene where like Alberta. where Alberta yeah yeah to Alberta mm-hmm. and the whole the whole theater went Bit nuts crazy, oh yeah. man yeah. they're cheering I'm like yeah. I've had that experience twice was X Men and uh, I was in um, in Thailand when that Rambo the last la- second last Rambo came really? out yeah. and that theater was weirdly enthusiastic about watching Rambo go into Burma and murder a bunch of people <laughs> <laughs> it was like you're I'm in a northern Thai theater. And Rambo is running through Burma. Yeah, they'll like, kill those guys. Butchering Burmese, yeah. Myanmar. And that theater was oddly exuberant. Like, yeah. They were weirdly they happy. Were, about they were hoping that that was the news. It was very strange. Terrible. Like, it was an, it was an awkward feeling. You're like, should I, be, should I be standing up right now? Like, you're very happy about this. But what, what cool, what's cool about that is that, that you're, like, seeing, like, pure joy. Joy. Yeah. In that, in that case, that's kind of weird. But, like, it's very but, strange. But, like, for, like, other instances, like, I. Happened to me once before. It was, I think, it was opening weekend for the Dark Knight. For which? The Dark Knight. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It was a scene where, where, the Batman kind of like, it. it you, you first see the Batmobile. Sorry, the, the the Bat motorcycle. The first time that happened. Yeah. yeah when it, so when it, when it breaks away. When it, when it breaks, breaks away. away. Yeah. yeah. When it breaks away. The whole theater absolutely stood up and applauded. Oh wow. And it caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there. I was so into it. Like, oh my god, this movie is amazing. Like. Pretty great movie though. Yeah, pretty great scene oh, in yeah. a pretty great movie. And they stood up and they clapped. I'm yeah. like, whoa, this is intense. Yeah, I got the same thing. I, I saw it in uh, in Burnaby, and uh, there was a uh, scene like you know the very end when uh, when Christopher Gordon when he's when he's uh, running away from the cops and he's on the bike and he goes at, at the end and when Commissioner Gordon tells him he's like he's a watchful protector. Yeah, and yes. the whole theater stood up. Everyone, the, I was baked. But like, yeah, <laughs> it was like, uh, he asked what it was. Though. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get up because I was too, I was too weak because uh, the movie took a, did a number on me. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, everyone in the theater was standing up and started cheering. Oh wow! I've never been in a theater. And no movie, like, like not even Infinity War, did, did that. Yeah. Hmm. Everyone was just, everyone was like, clap. People were crying. And some people were, you could hear all around people were like, that's the best movie I've ever seen. We, uh, we talk a lot of Christopher Nolan. Like, the two of us are a big Christopher Nolan Really? Fans. Okay. Oh, huge. Yeah. Ten- I still think Tenet's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, he, that is, yeah, Christopher Nolan is like, I had to place. watch Tenet like a hundred times. Not that, but like, yeah. I'll, a, a ton of times to even understand oh, the, the follow along with it. Yeah, I've, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I've, something. I've seen it seven times. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that Inception is almost 20, is it 20 years old now? Getting pretty close. Yeah, it's 2000. One was it? Is it ten? No, it's two thousand ten because it came out. No, two thousand ten. Ten, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, ten, no, so, yeah no, about ten years. Ten, ten years old. Yeah, yeah, ten years old. Yeah, and it's still, still I think, think stands the test yeah, of time. If, if it came out today, yeah. it still it, it would still be crazy. Well, yes. Think about this, right? When we were in uh, like late late nineties, and you found out Batman was ten years old, that felt like a real milestone. Yeah, mm. that was only like a third of our life had passed. But like at the same time, like you think like Batman's ten years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it ten years old? Yeah. How the hell is a movie that I watch in theaters as, a, as like a ten-year-old, yeah. twelve-year-old? Mm-hmm. So I, I was thinking of 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 the Matrix being twenty years old. Twenty, yeah. Like, the Matrix like Inception, but like even the Matrix, like and, and and Inception movies like that, like the the the, the graphics, the CGI, I think still stands the test of time. The yeah. storyline, the dialogue, yeah, for all sure. of it. Yeah, because the thing is, like, but those movies, like, especially the Matrix and especially Inception, is that there's the the the, the CGI is used not for the fake, the, the, just for the sense of having CGI in there, yeah. it serves a purpose, but it's, it's used sparingly. No, like Inception, Inception, Tenet, uh, Dunkirk, all like everything. The less you rely on CGI, 
the the better the movie ages. Like if you, if you look at some of the Marvel movies in twenty years, you're gonna be like, this looks like shit. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Iron, like like the first Iron Man is still good, but uh, some of those Marvel movies, you look at like how like how much special effects they use. Mm-hmm. Like Aquaman is gonna look terrible. Like, but again, you look yeah. at like Jurassic Park. The first Jurassic Park holds up so well. So well, yeah. I mean, even though there's like an overuse almost sometimes of the CG, it's yep. just like something about that movie. Now, a lot of there's been a lot of documentaries done to death, like mini docs on YouTube yep. about the use of perspective and why they like you know fogging the scene a little bit or having that like almost like um like you know they're so far back and used in such small amounts, but because the perspective is like keeping them higher than the, yep. the foreground actors, you still feel like they're gigantic. So yep. your brain doesn't have the work for you. Mm-hmm. And that T Rex, I mean. A gigantic practical effect that yeah, still stands yes, up, like yeah, beautiful. You, you can still, if you watch that on like a good sound system with a good, with a good like oh on 4K, God. it's amazing. It's an amazing thing to watch. It's pretty yeah. great. Yeah. So, Tenant for you was your favorite Christopher Nolan movie? I man, just because of what it is, I think. Really? I think it might be, yeah. And and for you? Uh, favorite Christopher Nolan movie? Oh, that's so hard. Um, it's a tough one. I because I have all of his movies, um, and I've seen them all tons. If I had to sit there and watch it over again, dead air, so much dead air. Shit, man, I don't know. I I love all like, I think his I think his my favorite movie of his is still The Dark Knight. Yeah, but mm. I think it, if I had to watch one again, it'd be Tenet. Tenet. Yeah. Rewatchability. Yeah. Now yeah. I know my mom's favorite is The Dark Knight. She uh she is weirdly enthusiastic about the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> like oddly, like for a lady in her seventies, when the Joker puts that pencil in a dude's eye and. Mm-hmm. When he says "Yeah," <laughs> she yeah. just chuckles. Because I, I guess I like I guess the Dark Knight as well is because I love heat so much. Yeah, and it's so much like heat. Heat is pretty yeah, great. Heat, yeah. mm-hmm. heat is pretty great. Yeah, because he, Christopher Nolan, just like it's basically heat. Yeah. Because Dark Knight is not a superhero movie. It's a it's a crime. Oh, it's movie. a crime caper. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a crime movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great director, man. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Like Dunkirk. Uh, yes, Interstellar. Interstellar is so. Amazing. If you watch it again, it's incredible to watch. But uh, and yours? So let, let yeah, what's yours? Mine would be. I like Interstellar. Yeah. I like I like I like how it's how it's tracked. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the sound is so haunting. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey to me is one. It's a brilliant actor. He's amazing in that um, movie. Yeah. Amazing in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of like of like black holes and like traveling time and relativity yeah. mm-hmm. it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. That I, part I understood. Yeah. Tenant was a bit too complicated for me, but. Mm-hmm. I'd watch it a few times to really kind of understand it. Yeah. But um, but. But it puts it in a way that it makes you want to understand. Yeah, it, it makes you want yeah, to understand yeah, it. Yeah, it makes you want to learn more about yeah, it. Yeah, because John David Washington says in the movie, in the trailer, he's like, "Yeah, try keep up." Yep. That's what he says. Really? If you see in the trailer when he, when him and uh, Neil are talking, and he's drinking tea and he's talking about time travel, he's like, "No, it's called inversion." He's like, "I don't understand it." He's like, "Well, try and keep up." That's what, that's, keep his, up. that's his note to the audience. It's like yeah. you have to think. This movie is not fed to you. No. You have to like. You have to like listen. That that's. That's what I love about it so much is because it's it's a challenging movie. Like movies yeah. now are made so lazily, and so like you have to like. That was yeah. that was the last movie I watched in the theater. Really, I walked by myself. It was like an afternoon show. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. I I IMAX screened to myself. Yeah, yeah. so like a tenant walking walking by myself, only person there. Like I I, I felt sorry for the person to have to that movie <laughs> on just for me. I sat there and I watched it, and. In the theater, like the sound was muffled. It seemed like I couldn't really hear the dialogue. It is a little bit. No, right? no, no, no that's yeah. not you. That's not you. That's I think that's by design. That's by, by design. design. Okay, because yeah. it was it was hard to hear, and then like I had a hard time following along. So probably half an hour in, I for sure fell asleep. No, I did fall asleep. <laughs> probably a good hour. I woke up and like, what's happening? And I'm like, I had no idea what was going on. 
for the poor film person that had to like film I guess the person that turned on the movie had to turn on a movie and have me go in there fall asleep oh you mean the projectionist projectionist, poor guy up there projectionist <laughs> yes the projectionist I'm so sorry if you're head. watching I'm so sorry <laughs> you turned on a movie and, and, and I fell asleep half, half an hour in for a solid hour but I stayed through the whole thing so it was good I didn't make a mess in the well, theater right. I yeah. did that in Gladiator Gladiator. I fell asleep in Gladiator in theaters and I hated that movie. Really? I hated Gladiator after I walked out of the theater. Why? Why? Because I fell asleep. It? I missed so much. Oh, you hate it. I mean, yeah, asleep. I woke up. I'm like, oh, what the hell's going on? Did you rectify that? Did you watch it again? I did. I watched it on DVD when it came out um, because I, a guy I worked with would not shut up about it. I was like, fine. And it was, I think, on sale at Best Buy. So I picked it up on a DVD. I watched it then. And I just fell in love with it. I was all over it after that. But yeah, falling asleep through a movie can really just... You can screw with what the movie is. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, who's that? Who's the guy who played the, uh, the king again? With that, that one British actor who's like the total woman, the, the, like anti lady. Oh, like, Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed. He's yeah, great. Uh, Oliver Reed's phenomenal. He's great. <laughs> He's yeah. great. I introduced these guys on a podcast back to Oliver Reed on interviews, like Johnny Carson, where he's oh, just, really? a, just oh, yeah. a, a pompous ass, pompous asshole, but yeah. but a wonderful human being okay. nonetheless. But um, just getting water poured on his head and. Just being Oliver Reed, being Oliver Whoa. Reed. Yeah, these women are sitting next to him. They're like, "You're an asshole." They just dump water on his head in an interview. Yeah. Really? Oh, it's crazy. It's great. I'll have to find that. But yeah. he was like a like a '60s, a '50s and '60s man's man kind of a guy, right? Yeah. So if I were to ask you guys, your Mount Rushmore top four movies that you've watched yeah. or I've like, I've seen that that you can't get enough of, what would it be? The Mount of Mount, all Mount time Rushmore? of all time for you right now, Mount Rushmore. Holy shit! You don't have to be Oscar winners or like classics. Like just for you, top four. Oh man! Boom. I, I think that's it's kind of uh, easy for me. It's oh, easy. For me, it's easy. Yeah. 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 Your, your top four. My top four, I could name. Your yeah. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I do like how we're not the ones asking the questions. You're just on. Yeah. This, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw it back. I'm gonna throw it back to you guys. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would go. Uh, I'd go Akira. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I'd go 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, I'd go Blade Runner. And uh, uh, oh man, yours are so like very sci-fi. They're so sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. sci-fi. It's my favorite. Uh, and I favorite probably, genre. Yeah, but it's I, a classy pick. He's got classy picks. Uh, and I would also go. Uh, I probably go Apocalypse Now. Oh wow! Yeah. Look at you, man. Wow. How about you? Mine are terrible. Yeah, you go sure, first. Yo, you, you first. <laughs> Mine are all the perbs. Best comedy of all oh, time. Tom Underrated. Hanks is great. Tom Hanks is phenomenal. Loved Commando. It. Mm-hmm. Commando, that's good. Because it knows what it is. Mm-hmm. I got Back to the Future. Okay. Raiders back, of the Lost yeah, Ark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Raiders. Wow. Raiders finishes it off. I just, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's my top right there. Oh, I have, I have the 35th anniversary of the trilogy of, of uh, Back to the Future if you want it. You did. You sent me the DVD code. Or the, the Blu-ray Oh, you code. have the code. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the, the digital code. The digital code, yeah. All right. You I would it. say, wow. <clears throat> it does some great mine ones, Mine are too. terrible. <laughs> mine are pretty awesome. Yours are fun. Mine, mine, are, fun. mine are nerdy. <laughs> the fun ones. Good Will Hunting for me is the movie that I can't get enough of. Yep. Thought absolutely amazing. Pretty great movie, though. Mm-hmm. 100%. Best, yeah. Best work. Um, like, fantastic. Yeah. Um, after that, I would have to, like... Frick, I should have these like oh, maybe. Yeah. You brought the question up. I know. I, I thought I had it. I thought I had it. Um, I thought the big short is amazing. I watched that probably a, t- a hundred times. Really um, yeah. Well written, very like. Um, <laughs> I think The Hangover is one of the funniest comedies that I've watched, like, recently, like in, like, like in, in the last years twenty years. Since, yeah. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. Actually, yeah, one of my like. Uh, Honorable mentions that I, I, if, I could, if, it, if it's on, I'll watch the entire thing. 
um, is uh, Army of Darkness. It's pretty good. Incredible. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. It's Incredible. Good too. Yeah. <laughs> we got a we got a number four here though. It's all number built four? up. Number four. Yeah. I'm gonna go rom com. Okay. Oh wow. Do it. I'm gonna go rom com. You ready? Ready for this? This is like <laughs> a '90s rom com. I don't know why it gets me, but it get like it hits me right here. Can I? Can I? Can I guess what it is? Sure. Shoot. Is it just friends? That that's a good one too. It's a really it's good a fun one. one. I have a soft spot for like nodding. It's not my top four. I, I probably shouldn't put them in the top is it four. Is Notting Hill? It's Notting Hill. Okay. <laughs> he dropped in the beginning. Yeah, I, I heard the I heard, it. I heard I the like, start of that. Really? Um, yeah. I, that's, that's a good it's movie though. Like, I like that It's something movie. about like yeah. this poor English dude that's just trying to like find love and this super like famous person kind of rolling through. Yeah. At that time too, I was like a young kid, like hopeless romantic, trying to find true love and all these things. Mm-hmm. And you watch it there, it's like. For me, just movies that I think that I'm that that are easy watching movies. Yeah. That yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. I really enjoy. Top four, not the best top four. No, that's no, no, it's good. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's like subjective to you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's what you like. You said there are cross Notting Hill from that. Life, Forget <laughs> it. No, the Predator, Predator for Predator. Arnie. Yeah. Predator, loved Predator's it. pretty great yeah. too. Predator's I, honorable mention. I don't it's good honorable mention. Actually, one that. One movie I watched just recently that I was like I hadn't watched it in so long. I just found it. Um, is uh, probably my favorite Johnny Depp movie um, is Ed Wood. Oh, Ed Wood's pretty great. Ed Wood great. is amazing. I can't believe how good that movie is. It's hilarious. It is. It is surprisingly good because <laughs> yeah. like you don't you don't remember it, yeah. but when you do remember it, it's pretty great. Johnny Depp's hilarious in that. And, and uh, what's his name? Uh, George Animal Steel. Yeah, is phenomenal in that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, George Animal, like the the rustler who used to bite the turnbuckle, is yeah. so good in that. Yeah, and what's his name? Who won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor? Um, oh, um, Mission played, Impossible. What's his name? The guy, the guy who, uh, who played Dracula. Yeah, uh, Bela Lugosi. Oh, God, not not Bela Lugosi. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he was. Oh, geez, he was uh, he was the first pick for Spock. Yeah, God, I can't remember his name. That, that guy is hilarious. No, he's it? incredibly good yeah. at that. Because his Bela Lugosi is just over such a schlub. Like, he's so over-the-top manic <laughs> or, or, or out there, yeah. like just hard to work with, yeah. but still lovable. Yeah, I haven't he, watched yeah. Edward for like the longest time. Yeah, mm. yeah. I've watched it once, and then I had to like... Yeah. And Edward Scissorhands, like, that's the movie that kind of like... Yeah. Really spot too. My, uh, if I had to replace one movie on my list with any of the other movies, it'd be Weird Science. Weird Science Weird is so Science. good. Yeah, Weird so Science is unreal. I think I had my first like... Boner to like that oh, for like, sure. first yeah. boner yeah, like what yeah, is going did. on right now? Yeah. Kelly LeBrock was just uh, she was such a smoke show in that smoke movie. Smoke show, ridiculous how good she was and good. Like when she tells Chet about the missile and he's yeah. like, "Well, it's on a whale's dick, honey." He's like, <laughs> "I will give you elephant balls. <laughs> like you play your cards wrong. I'm gonna yeah. give you elephant balls." Like Jesus, his genie is a psycho. Yeah, it's so good. Actually, yeah, that's what. Actually, I wonder if uh, if you've seen. Have you seen the movie uh, Real Genius? Real genius, no. Give me a meal background on who's it's who's in it. Val Kilmer. No. 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 See, a lot of people haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. He introduced it to me about a year ago, mm-hmm. and uh, Real Genius went from being like not on my radar at all, to suddenly being like I'm obsessed with it. Weirdly okay. obsessed. Very uh, like, weird it. science style. Next time, we, next time we come movie. here, I'll give it. I'll lend it to you. You should watch it. Okay. Yeah. Don't. I'll bring don't. It. It's pretty great. Yeah. Surprisingly good. Yeah. Surprisingly good. Okay, I have to drop Notting Hill from mine. That was that was whack. No, yeah. no, Notting Hill was great. Jason Yen Yen. Hey, man. Thanks for sitting in. Thank you for having me. This that was is great. incredible. Yeah, thanks for having us over. We really, uh, really, really, yeah, really man, appreciate we re- it. We really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you have room for us any other night, you want us to come and do this again. Anytime you will, want to. We'll swing this, by. This couch sure. is yeah. yours anytime. We appreciate that. You yeah. want to come down. Yeah, we want to make much. sure that, uh, yeah, whatever we can do to help you and uh, 
Uh, we yeah, love, we love coming here. Uh, everyone, no, everyone we really is do. Great. Thank you. Hopefully, really hopefully, like coming down hopefully here. everyone's happy with us. We come here. We don't yeah, want right? anybody. Oh, not you guys a, are great. Not a couple of those assholes are back. <laughs> Gabby loves you. She is pretty awesome. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. Uh, just a, a really good, hardworking kid. And it's good to have her on. So yeah. she she filled us in about feminism. <laughs> Actually, those two made the podcast super dark. I'm just gonna say that was that was hard. Yeah, it was hard for me to deal with. You guys may be uncomfortable. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got super dark about the military industrial complex and feminism and leftist social liberal media <laughs> got was really he, was, weird here i'm glad our topics yeah. were movies and way more and fun COVID. yeah exactly 100 that's our cool. that's our usual topic, that is usual topic. <laughs> yeah. we well, will try to make an effort to be back a lot great. more and thank you very much it's great having you in so much. yeah great being here there, bro yeah we'll be back uh in a week yeah done absolutely you want to say your line peace out